You're listening to the best possible taste on West Limerick 102 FM. Now, my next guest this evening was on the trip that Paula and I were talking about. Joanne Cronin is a food and drink blogger and I spoke to her yesterday morning to find out firsthand what she thought about the Causeway Coast. Bon appétit. Yummy. Grubs up. Delicious. Mmm. Joanne, you're very welcome to the best possible taste. Fresh back from your visit to the Causeway Coast. So I'm looking forward to hearing all about that. But first of all, tell me about how you got into blogging in the food and travel field. Well, first of all, good morning, Sharon, and thanks for having me on. Um, I think I really got into blogging about, I would say, 12, 13 years ago. I was working on a project in Brussels. Um, so I was living in Brussels, working from Brussels, and I need I wanted something to do in the evenings fundamentally. So I started to write about the little experiences I was having. Um, to be honest, the blog initially was a kind of a hodgepodge of all types of topics. But over you know the next couple of months, it started to focus in on food, food um, and restaurant reviews, recipes a little bit. And again, as it continued to evolve, it really distilled down into restaurant reviews, a focus on Irish food, a focus on travel. And of course, that is one of the benefits of food blogging is that you get invitations to go to different places. So tell us about some of the places you've been to over the years. Oh, wow. I mean, some amazing opportunities have presented themselves to me as a result of this. Obviously, we'll be talking about the trip to the Taste Causeway today. But other, I mean, I've had some fantastic opportunities to dine in great restaurants around Ireland um, and stay in some incredible hotels, the length and breadth of the country. I think what's also very good is, and I don't know if you can hear in the background, I have a dog. I think it brings some other invitations because people are very interested these days as well in pet travel and being able to bring your dog with you to really nice locations. Um, but like just even last summer, I was very fortunate to get to go stay in the Killarney Park in Killarney. Now, I'm from Ballivorn or near Ballivorny, which is, I would say, a 20 minute drive from Killarney. But I never stayed in Killarney. You wouldn't stay in the town next door over, basically. But I got the chance to stay there last summer, experience this, the hotel, which is a wonderful family run hotel and really see Killarney as a visitor to Killarney rather than just someone who was running into Killarney to do the shopping one day. So that was a fantastic opportunity. And I must say hotels and restaurants and brands have been so generous in offering these opportunities to me um, that I can experience them and share back my experiences with others. Yeah, it's really interesting what you say there about seeing a place that you know well, but through a tourist's eyes. And obviously I grew up really close to the North Antrim coast um, in the north of Ireland. And it's amazing to see all the developments that have gone on there since I left many years ago. And, you know, I've spoken to Paula McIntyre about the press trip from last week, which which you were on. And whenever I was growing up, if you had visitors then, you always went to the Bush Mills in the Carrigarid Rope Bridge and the Giant's Causeway. And you did at least two of those three last week. And you must tell us first about your journey across the Carrigarid Rope Bridge, because I did see a photograph of you on it and you didn't look very happy to be there, Joanne. <laughs> no, no, I I was really excited to be there and I was very determined to do it. But I do have a bit of a mental block when it comes to crossing things where I can see underneath me. So obviously the Carrigarid Rope Bridge, you can very much see down in between into the seas. 
there. And that just does something in my brain. It just fries my brain. But I was absolutely determined to do it. The last time I had been up at Carrigareed was two years ago during COVID, actually, in 20, the summer of 2020. But it had been so windy that day, the bridge had been closed. So I hadn't had the chance to do it then. So I was absolutely determined to do it this time. And I must say a huge thank you to the likes of Sharon and Vicky and the others who were there with me from, you know, from the Northern Ireland Tourism, from um, Taste Causeway, who gave me so much support to get across that bridge. Um, and to be honest, once I got over to the other side for the first time, I was like, it wasn't that bad. What was I scared of? But um, it's just it's a surreal experience, actually, to think that in the past people walked out over that bridge with just one handrail with a salmon slung over their back. How did they do it? They must have been so nimble and just so used to it. I was going to say I remember it well, but I certainly didn't have a salmon slung over my <laughs> back. I was just walking over it with my parents. And it's so enclosed now, like it's practically up to my ears now. I am small. But it, it, I mean, for anybody that would be worried about the safety aspect of it, it is super safe now. Oh, it is. And they were telling us, the tour guide was telling us that they replace it now every five years in line with safety standards. And we did get a very special tour of the fisherman's cottage, which is down in a little kind of, um, let's say, a little bit of an enclosed part of the rock. And even in there, you could see all the equipment that they had been using to you know, reconstruct the bridge and make it safe after the winter. So feel absolutely reassured. <laughs> it's very safe. And as if you have people with you to motivate you and encourage you to go across, go and do it. And that was a very unique experience for you guys to be in the fisherman's cottage and you got refreshments while you were there. Well, yeah, you could say that of the liquid variety, <laughs> um, obviously. I mean, I think it's fair to say that Bushmills is one of the most famous places of, on the Causeway Coast, as is um, the Giant's Causeway. Now, again, last two summers ago, I did visit the Giant's Causeway. Again, a very similar day, very wet and very windy. But the difference this time on this trip was we were doing a guided tour from the National Trust. Our our um, guide was a, a gentleman called Jimbo, who was absolutely excellent. Tons of knowledge, tons of it to share with us. But we were joined by Laura from Bushmills Distillery to do a tour that they call Whiskey on the Rocks. So as we walked around the causeway, Jimbo was pointing out various things to us. Laura was um, adding in whiskey related things, pointing out to the Isle of Islay, to Jura across the sea, talking about Bushmills and the history of whiskey in the area. And then we got to have some very special Bushmills, um, I think a distillery reserve um, in, the, in the shelter of some of the rocks. So now let me just set the scene. It was a misty, foggy, wet day. I had my woolen hat on my gloves I had my anorak hood pulled up over my hat and you're just standing there with a glass of whiskey in this very kind of I would say normal weather for Ireland and it felt absolutely brilliant I think this is the only way I'll drink whiskey from now on it's probably out in the fresh air with the sea and the wind in your ears yeah it sounds like a really wonderful experience and possibly one of the highlights of your visit to the, the area. What else did you enjoy last week that really stood out for you? Well, I think you're very fortunate up in that part of the world now to have Lear Restaurant. We got a chance to visit. So on the banks of the River Ban, isn't it? Sorry, my geography is not the best in Coleraine. Um, it's, it's obviously been better known as native seafood in the past, over the past couple of years, and they've now opened Lear Restaurant. And I must say, it's probably, I'm looking forward to returning and experience it as a regular diner. Obviously, we got the special treatment as a, as a press trip. But what I did have was absolutely brilliant, really creative um, 
fish cookery and meat, not fish, not exclusively fish, there were other items, but really creative cookery designed to use up every part of the animal or the fish. I mean, we had things like monkfish sausage roll, can you believe, or parfait, liver parfait made from monkfish liver. So just I found it so creative. They were so welcoming and so homely, you know, so happy. Um, I think it's going to be a real, real attraction for uh, Coleraine during the summer for people to go and visit and have a nice, lovely meal at Lear. Yeah, Paula speaks very highly of, of that establishment. Um, so it's definitely one on the list for this year to go and visit. And you were fortunate then to also enjoy the fruits of Paula's labour while you were there. And anyone that has seen Hamley Kitchen on BBC will know that she films in a really stunning location and that's where where you guys went to. I'm so jealous I couldn't go. <laughs> I know and oh wow like I mean this house is how the other half live okay um, I'm not it is a stunning house called Black Rock Black Rock Black Rock yes um, it's in Port Rush and it's up on a little bit of the hill so you get a beautiful view out over the bay but it is truly luxurious it sleeps up to 14 people and it's available for private hire but each and every room is just beautifully decorated, gorgeous views, um, all the kind of mod cons, you know, built-in entertainment, everything. I could not get over how gorgeous this house was. Um, and of course, then we got the chance to enjoy Paula's cooking. And what I thought was smashing about what Paula did was she knew each and every one of the producers who had given, who had, you know, whose ingredients she was using. And of course, up there in the causeway, it is slow food accredited. So, so many of the producers from uh, the Broiter Gold carrots to the pork and the beef that we enjoyed all came from the area, had all been cooked, you know, obviously with love and care by Paula and was honestly a smashing showcase of what can be done up there. Like I am from a farming background myself. I grew up on a farm down in West Cork. So I do feel, you know, I do feel a connection to land and earth. <laughs> So before I ask you which course was the highlight of the, the dinner by Paula, will you just run through the menu for us and, and give us a flavour of what each course was? Of course. So Paula started us off with some soda farls. So obviously from West Cork, my grandmother used to make a white soda bread. And I must say Paula's soda farls just took me right home to being a child with my grandmother's bread right out of the fire. Um, she served those with a beautiful dulce butter again. And um, then we had some brassola made by Corndell Farm, which, which came with cooked parsnips and candied parsnips. So we had sweet and kind of not so sweet. Then she made a wonderful carrot custard. So really a, like a lovely set carrot dish using Rolasco carm, farm carrots. And then this was topped with some smoked labneh that she made herself using chestnut farm milk and micro coriander, which was grown around the area as well. Now, my favourite course was next, and that was a piece of pork copper from Sea View Farms. Now, how Paula had done this was a little special. She cooked it in the whey that was left over from the labna that she made earlier. So, you know, pork cooked in milk is a very traditional Italian style of cooking pork, and the end result is very lovely and tender. Um, and she really elevated this then because she served it with some raisins, which had been soaked in basalt rock gin, which is made down near the Giant's Causeway. Um, we had some of that beautiful Irish black butter, which is made from Arma apples. And again, more of the micro herbs and locally grown veg to finish off the dish. Our last mm, main course was a piece of mal mantra herd beef, which she again had slow cooked, so it was really, really tender. 
a sauce made from Lacada beer and bar a beetroot and barley risotto. So again, I love seeing risotto made with barley instead of rice, you know, using a traditional Irish grain as opposed to, you know, an imported grain. No offense, risotto is lovely with rice, but to see it made with barley is a wonderful alternative. And then for dessert, actually, I had something that I personally had never heard of, a 15, which I understand oh, yeah, is a very... 15, my favourite tray bag. Love them. <laughs> I got introduced to a 15. Now, Paula tells me that her version of the 15 she did was a bit fancier than what you'd get as a tray bag version. But I get the idea. She had um, essentially some wonderful condensed milk, Dutch, the leche kind of caramel, um, cherries, um, marshmallows. And what, what's the last ingredient oh she did oaty cakes who made oaty cakes wow it sounds lovely what a feast Joanne you were spoiled I rolled home I would say from in the northern Ireland down to Donegal so down to Dublin you might as well just have rolled me down the motorway after that it was a wonderful trip and I think you know I as a child growing up down West Cork you didn't really go up north I hate to say it like your 80s and 90s you didn't but I started going to Northern Ireland around the late 90s. My first trip was actually to Belfast when I was in university. We did an exchange with Queen's University. <laughs> I studied physics, so we went up to the physics department in Queen's and did a little exchange. And I've been going up you know, regularly since. And each and every time, it's just I'm seeing more and more of Northern Ireland. It's just really a beautiful, beautiful part of the country. Well, of course, I am totally biased, but I do believe, honestly, that it is going from strength to strength. And for a region like the, the Causeway Coast there to really excel whenever it comes to food and drink, like obviously Bush Mills has been there doing its thing for doing its thing for, for many years and um, having that incredible visitor experience, which for some reason, when we were growing up, we were allowed to taste the whiskey there. But I'm sure that's all changed now. No under 18s are allowed to do tastings. But I'm delighted that you, you had such a wonderful time. If you had to pinpoint one particular highlight, what would it be? Oh, for me, I... I'm kind of okay it's between two I do have to say I really really enjoy the Carrick Marie rope bridge I think to go across the bridge and to have that really lovely experience of going down then into the cottage which I know isn't generally accessible we were very lucky that day but to sit there then in that peace and quiet and looking out over the sea and to imagine what it would have been like 50 years 100 years ago when the fishermen were working there it really is um, a little bit introspective I think it's a wonderful experience and then on the other hand, I do love being outdoors in the fresh air. I do love walking and to be on the Giant's Causeway and in that rain and in that weather, but with a glass of whiskey in your hand. Again, you felt very close to the earth there. So I know it's on staff, but you did feel that you were drinking something that was of the place at the right point at the right time. Gosh, Joanne, that's an amazing way to, to put it. So it is. It sounds absolutely incredible. And have you written about it on your blog or have you plans to do so? Oh, I will definitely do so. I mean, it is a wonderful, it was a wonderful experience and I do want to share it. Obviously, people now will be looking to make plans as the weather improves. And, you know, hopefully I can persuade a few people to go up north and take the trip up along the Coast Causeway um, and enjoy themselves. Um, keep an eye out on my Instagram account. I'll share more about it. And if anyone at all would like to ask any questions about my experience, I'd be more than happy to, to share what I thought. And do tell everybody what your Instagram is so that they can find you. Very easy to find me. So just search for Joanne Cronin. Um, it's joanne.cronin on Instagram and you will find me. 
I do use my Irish surname there, so you will see Joanne Ní Cronin appear. I did grow up in the Gaelic, so I do swap around between Cronin and Ní Cronin. Um, sometimes not to the liking of my bank who say you have two different surnames, so that's not good. But to me, I don't see the difference. I have one surname in English and in Irish. Fantastic. Joanne, thanks so much for taking the time to talk to us about it today. Thank you very much. It's been an absolute pleasure. You're listening to the best possible taste on West Limerick 102 FM.